this is Alex Malou for the IBC Amina podcast. We are done with our big event in Bahrain, but we are still talking about AminaCom. And I have with me today one of the keynote speakers, Joss Matheson. Welcome, Joss, to the podcast. Thanks, Alex. It's great to be here. So, first of all, before we jump in to the topic, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, uh, I've worked in communications for about 20 years now. Uh, I, it's a second career for me. I fell into it by, by happy accident, really. Uh, I moved uh, from real estate strategy consultancy to work in-house for Barclays, uh, the bank. And when I got there, the property function was going through a significant change as much of the services were being outsourced. And I was asked to get more involved and help develop new ways of working. And that was my first taste of culture change and employee engagement. And I have to say, I found it absolutely fascinating. Um, and it certainly piqued my interest and was the start of then a, a change in career direction. So I went on to work in a range of change and communications roles. I spent time at Barclays in corporate strategy, building the group level narrative with uh, communications colleagues uh, before leading internal comms for the investment bank and then i moved sectors uh, from financial services to healthcare and joined gsk glaxo fine uh, and i enjoyed 13 great years there um, fantastic company brilliant people uh, worked in five different communication roles across the group under three different ceos and latterly as global head of internal engagement where my team supported the transition to uh, a new ceo and having done so, I felt ready to do something totally different. And so I left GSK last year to set up my own business, uh, Change Oasis, uh, which helps clients with better change, both for those leading it and those who are part of it. And we offer advice on effective strategy and change communications and creating a better employee experience. And we also offer coaching for, for leaders and their teams. And that was the topic of your talk at Aminacom. You were talking about the, the experience of employees, transitions, change, what you did at GSK, and the lessons you learned. Share with us a little bit of, of what you discussed and, and what your, your tidbits of wisdom were for the audience. Sure. Well, it was really, as you say, it was about the journey that I and my team went on to both prepare for and then support uh, a new CEO, Emma Wormsley. Uh, who took over a couple of years ago and, and it was part of getting ready to launch a refresh strategy and, and start to, to change the, the culture in, in, in positive ways. And it's a story really of how uh, we've done quite a lot of preparation work um, to, to be ready for that event. We'd had quite a bit of notice uh, when our previous CEO had announced his intention to retire. And so we've done a lot of thinking about actually what did we, we need to do? And it was fairly obvious uh, to us that actually we had a lot of opportunities to improve. GSK is an international company, more than 100,000 employees working in over 100 countries um, and three different main areas of business. Um, but people working in a broad range of roles and contexts from uh, people who are researching and developing uh, new medicines and consumer healthcare products and vaccines through to those who make them in the factories and you know, work in our supply chain through to people who are out in the field, uh, you know, sales reps communicating with healthcare professionals and other customers, and then those who work in uh, the offices. So, so broad range, 
and not everyone has uh, equal access to you know the, the major channels that we might use but we wanted to make sure that with a, a change in leadership everybody in the, the organization felt that they were connected and part of something uh, we've always had uh, good uh, levels of pride in the organization and about the purpose of the company it's one of the benefits of working in in the healthcare industry um, but we were pretty clear we weren't actually involving people as much as, as we wanted to. And it was odds on it was going to be a time of quite significant change. So the story I shared in, in Bahrain was really about um, three themes that, that guided us on that journey. Uh, the first one was to focus on outcomes and not just outputs. So really focusing on how we could help the business uh, to perform better. The second was the need to work as one team, not just within the internal communications engagement team, but actually much more boundaryless in the ways that we work with people in other functions like strategy and HR. And then the third thing was that one of the pieces of feedback we'd heard, um, but certainly something that, that Emma heard as she did her tour as the, the CEO elect, was that things were just too hard. It, you know, we needed to make it easier. And so a theme for us was around making our communications inside the organization simple and simpler, uh, that people could connect with them, that they had more clarity. And so then I went on you know, as part of my presentation to share some of the ways that we did that. Now, what was interesting was your discussion around the issue of technology and how you use technology. Technology isn't often associated with simplicity or simplifying comms. How did you make technology work for you? Well, it's a good point. And, and I think that what you're pointing at is, is, is true. I think too often what we find is actually it's not the technology which is at fault but often the strategy and the thinking behind it isn't really clear enough. So there are a few things that, that we did, and we'd actually started on the journey long before the, the CEO transition happened. And so one thing was that we'd started working with, with Populo, you mentioned, um, for those who don't know, Populo is a uh, technology provider for internal communications. And we'd seen something in their email solution, which we thought was really interesting. We'd previously worked with Outlook, pretty limited functionality and actually we wanted the ability to target more appropriate content to specific audience segments and that was something that Populo offered us in addition to having a very good uh, metrics and measurement suite and it was really the power of Populo as a publication publishing engine was what interested us so you know it took quite a bit of time to to go through you know various checks and balances including concerns about data privacy and getting approval from works councils and things like that to to adopt it um, but then we were, were ready to really utilize it and ultimately where we we took that technology was to look at targeting uh, specifically to uh, individual audience groups. So, so you as uh, someone who led uh, function like finance in Germany for one of our businesses would get personalized content, which would be different someone leading the sales team regionally in America for vaccines. Um, and we've created a, an editorial process around that um, and you know a great team working on it and we termed the termed it taming the email monster because it was just we had so many internal newsletters and we managed to reduce them from hundreds 
down to one that was going out fortnightly. And, and when Emma launched her refresh strategy, this was fantastic because it meant that we could provide uh, you know, greater strategic alignment, you know, all of the content that going in that newsletter, whether it was a global, regional, business or local level was aligned to the new strategy. It also, frankly, allowed us to improve employee productivity. It reduced the volume and noise, but it massively increased the relevance of content. So we got very good feedback from uh, employees and actually 93% said that it helped them make sense of strategy. So that was one which is fairly tactical, but quite significant because like many organizations, GSK has quite an email dominated culture. And although that's changing now, they've taken things like Workplace by Facebook as a, as a new tool. I think email is still going to be part of the mix uh, for a little while to come. But I'd also comment on one of the other things we looked at was how you could use technology to create a better digital employee experience. Uh, and the term employee experience has been around for a, a few years now um, to describe the kind of the total ecosystem, the kind of all the touch points that an employee might encounter on their journey, both before joining an organization through employment development, and then ultimately even after they leave. And what we wanted to do was say, well, how, how do we use digital tools to create a better employee experience? The experience prior had been a bit too program focused, a bit too focused on the technology being deployed. And we wanted to flip that and try and become much more employee focused, building it around the needs of the employee and enabling it with technology. Now that's a, an ongoing journey and one obviously I'm not part of having moved on, but we were trying to make it a much more personalized experience built around me as an employee make it much easier to access what you needed to get your job done so you could be productive, enable you to collaborate easily. It's mobile. You can access whatever you need to, wherever you need to on any device um, and ultimately make it much more user friendly as well as more engaging and more social. So my view is I think there's an opportunity here and I'm not aware of many organizations that have cracked it yet. So I think this is an ongoing journey. But if you know the experience we all have outside organizations now is is one of increasing personalization, you know, companies are operating with, you know, audiences and customers at scale and yet managing to make us feel like we're an individual, like we're special to them. And I think organizations have an opportunity, albeit a need to catch up with what we're now experiencing outside our organizations, if we can start to create that inside organizations, I think that will be a massive boost to um, employee productivity, engagement, and ultimately performance. So given everything you went through GSK and also your prior background, what other insights do you have in terms of the, the internal comms role? How do you think it's going to develop moving forward? I think it's a great question. I, I did a presentation a, a month or two ago, actually prior to the IABC Aminacom conference. And, and one of the things that I shared with a, a number of heads of internal communications is what some might consider a bit of a provocative statement that I think in five years time, internal communications as we know it will no longer exist. And I think you could go further and say, actually, internal communications as we know it today probably should not exist. I think actually we need to be agile and keep evolving, not just leveraging the technology along the lines I've, I've, I've shared and also making sure we're connected in with what the business cares about and not just producing 
content, uh, albeit that's an important part of what we do. So I think there's there's a need to keep developing our capability. I'm actually hugely optimistic about the opportunities for internal communications. I think the opportunity to operate more strategically, uh, to actually impact and show the impact we can have is significant. But the reason I decided to set up my own business is I think the, the key is organizations bringing their people with them and actually making sure that they feel uh, part of the change journey. I think change is constant. It's all around us. Um, it never stops. And it's, if anything, accelerating and we're facing more and more uncertainty. But the opportunity, I think, if you bring people with you, um, to make them part of uh, the solutions to co-create some of the answers. It removes a lot of the uncertainty. It creates greater social connection. And I think that that actually is um, you know, going to foster that sense of not just empowerment, but, but also the discretionary effort and involvement. So if we can start to partner better with the other functions in our organizations, like human resources, like strategy, like technology, and actually bring the best of those together with a much greater focus on actually what makes it a brilliant place to work for an employee, then support our leaders to plug into that and accelerate it and support their people. I think actually internal communications actually should be pretty front and center. I actually said at a popular event uh, last week, um, I think you know, my, my personal passionate view is I think internal communications going forward can be the rock stars of the communications world. I really think there's a role for us to play, uh, which far stri outstrips anything that we've done to date. But to do that, we need to operate more strategically. We need to really understand the business that we're part of. We need to embrace the technology. I think we have to put the employee absolutely at the center of it. And sometimes we've been a bit guilty of uh, of actually, you know, treating them as as, as one of, uh, you know, a mass rather than actually creating that sort of personal touch. I'm sure you've won quite a few fans over Joss with the the rock star telecoms <laughs> comment. I hope so. Well, well, with that, I'm going to say thank you for joining us on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's also a pleasure as well to see you in Bahrain. It's great to hear about your experiences and your insights. So thank you for being here. Pleasure. Thank you for having me, Alex. And to everybody listening, please do stay tuned for a podcast, another one coming up your way very, very soon. Till then, take care.